So was COVID-19 a black swan event? I would say not. And we're going to get into the reasons why that might be the case. But before I do, I just need to hopelessly shill and forgive me for doing so. But look, I've got a podcast called The Curious Wellbow Podcast. If you like listening to podcasts, which I would make the assumption that you do since you're listening to this and you like the interview podcast space, then go out and check it out. Look, today I'm publishing one with Jeffrey Kane, a man who's probably published the best piece of documentation covering the Uyghur Muslim humanitarian catastrophe that is currently happening in the Xinjiang province of China. I did uh, about an hour with Stephen Hicks uh, over a week ago, looking at the first half of Friedrich Nietzsche's life, thinking about his philosophy. And there is a lot of other good stuff in there as well, including an interview with Jeff Raby just recently, the former Australian ambassador to China, which is just needless to say, there is some interesting stuff happening up happening over there. We have in common to Simtaleb risk randomness and uncertainty as an interest. Absolutely. And what a fucking good interest it is. But let's assume that we have more in common as well. Jump over there, check it out, and pump that good juice into the algorithm because I'm afraid the algorithm is currently winning in the battle of us versus the algorithm. Let's get nice reviews in there, subscriptions, share it with a friend, tell someone about it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here is my rationale for why COVID-19 is not, in fact, a Black Swan event. Nassim Taleb famously announced very early during the pandemic that it was in fact not. It was a white swan. He said it very early, um, in the early months of 2020, I believe, when this virus was still contained uh, in China, in Wuhan, somewhere around here. Um, Taleb complained that the black swan diagnosis had become cliche for pretty much any bad event, which I think we can all agree is rather true. Um, and this extends, obviously, into COVID-19, which he labelled as white swan event, which is just to say it's expected and to a degree predictable. Obviously, if we're going to absorb Taleb's ideas completely, we know that you cannot predict an infinite future based off a finite past, and therefore uh, your ability to predict anything is rather based on sort of chance, and if you get it right, it's perhaps just because of randomness. But we still have bounds into... We still have measurable bounds as to how predictable is a thing or not. We've known because of history that the threat of viruses and especially pandemic-like highly contagious viruses is a real thing. I mean, the Black Death is a very well-documented um, event and COVID-19 is simply much weaker, less dangerous and less destructive version of whatever the Black Death, the plague was, which is just to say a virus which just spreads throughout communities. So it's not necessarily black swan in the event nature of it. And Taleb makes the point that just because something unexpected happened does not mean that it is a black swan event. Uh, because what is true is that there are very specific hallmarks that define a black swan. And so the black swan idea, which is obviously made very popular by Nassim Taleb in the book of the exact same name, I believe it was installment number two of the insert, is explained as follows. For centuries, Europeans insisted that there did not exist any black swans. All they saw were their white swans in their day-to-day -day lives. It wasn't until a poor Dutchman gazed upon Australia's glorious West Coast that European men, or Europeans, uh, first saw black swans. 1600, some crap like that. And what is the point of the black swan metaphor? There is no limit to the number of white swan sightings that can prove there does not exist a black swan. However, all it takes is one sighting of a black swan to completely disprove the rule. There are great inconsistencies at trying to predict the future, 
given our knowledge of the past. And as much as we think we can, we are rather incompetent to predicting future events. People are pricing oil seasons in advance as a heuristic variable to an investment, when meanwhile, and in reality, we consistently can't even get tomorrow morning's prices correct. And so the real point of the black swan is differing it from just an unexpected event it is realizing that just because something has never happened is not evidence that it can never happen. It is usually the events that we haven't even, no, not even usually, it is almost exclusively the events that we can't even conceptualize yet, that we haven't even thought of, that we think are just so unlikely that it goes on the, that it verges on the realm of impossibility and therefore we're not going to predict, uh, and therefore we're not going to prepare for it at all. These are the events that are, that hallmark what a black swan is. And so if you lived in New York City on the 10th of September in 2001, you had no idea how much your life was going to change the following day. That's the true nature of a black swan. There are three definite characteristics of a black swan event. One, they are extreme. 9-11, the 2004 Indonesian tsunami, they have an extreme impact. So... The colonization of Latin America, uh, the invention of penicillin, and they are only explicable after the fact. Say the catalyst of World War One. You know there are famous um, journalists. I don't know how famous. I can't remember any of their names. Um, or there were just famous sort of stories of people saying how globally connected our world was in the early 1900s that it pretty much negated the possibility of war because the incentives would be all wrong. So people were existing at the beginning of what would become one of the bloodiest centuries in human history. Yet, they had no idea that the assassination of Franz Ferdinand might actually catalyze into this unstoppable war. Only explicable after the fact. I also throw in here, and I don't know if Taleb would agree with this, but I throw in here that the election of Donald Trump is only explicable after the fact. It became almost a, a meme that people would say that's why Trump got elected. Um, ultimately, he was just such a different, inexplicable force that entered US politics. It was only after he was elected that people could sort of trace back and be like, that's why he got in. So it's almost kind of like a black swan event. But the point is, is that while the COVID-19 pandemic is not your traditional, completely unforeseen black swan event, there are elements of the black swan to this virus. It is an extreme event. Now, whether that be the unholiness between a penguin and a bat, or whether that be an accidental or maybe purposeful leak from a Chinese uh, coronavirus lab, the event itself is extreme. You know, it's the creation of this highly contagious, I don't want to say flu, but this highly contagious disease, which is killing people. And it clearly has made an extreme impact. I mean, 2020 is going to go down as one of the most significant years in memory. Uh, I don't know what the hyperbolic t phrase I could say here of the last hundred years. I don't know. The, the year 2020 was huge for so many different reasons. And it's the result of the coronavirus and then the resulting policies because of the coronavirus. But basically that gives the, that gives the coronavirus, COVID-19, Two hallmarks of the three which make up a black swan. But is, co is COVID only explicable after the fact? This, I think, should be clear to all of us, no. And this is also, uh, I think, where Taleb uh, sees the distinction as well. And why he sort of corrected the masses who wanted to just throw the cliche term for an unexpected event and calling COVID-19 a black swan. He uh, corrected them and insisted that no, it is in fact a white swan. This is something we, 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 we saw coming. You could have spent pennies 
before to avoid trillions now. This is not a black swan. It's not only explicable after the event. Yes, it's a huge impact. And yes, it's extremely rare. And yes, it has uh, completely changed the way we all think about the world, but it's not necessarily only explicable after the fact, which means it doesn't hit one of the three variables that creates a black swan, which means not a black swan. Six years ago, uh, more or less, I think, in 2016, Bill Gates of uh, unfairly characterized enemy of the people fame made a TED talk pretty much playbooking exactly what a, per- what a pandemic virus would look like from transmissibility, death rate, what the effect would be on society, government, economy, all of the factors that we are now living through. Obviously, a lot of them are predictable, like the second, third, fourth order effects of everyone working from home. But at least looking at what the effect on society, government and economy would be, these are things that we could more or less predict. And like I said at the beginning, within a within the bands of predictability, nothing certain, but it's also nothing's impossible. So um, within the realms of uh, probability, we were pretty close to certain and understanding and predicting like what this actually could do to society, um, government and economy in terms of huge stimulus, huge lockdowns, um, the nationalization within borders because everyone's sort of looking after themselves. Government incompetency has just been absolutely highlighted under the microscope in the last year. Just look at Australia right now. I'm recording this in the middle of July and they're still in lockdowns. So how explicable is a pandemic virus in hindsight? Pretty much the same as we look into the future of whatever the next virus is. You know, if another, if a random, say, Ebola type event came out of China next year, would we all be scratching our heads saying, oh my God, this is a black swan? We wouldn't. We almost expect this is going to happen now. And the smarter people among us, Bill Gates being one of them, uh, and Taleb, actually, who wrote about this in The Black Swan, wrote exactly about a pandemic-like virus. They already thought about it, and they knew it was coming. You can actually make the argument that any virus that is truly a pandemic is always only going to be explicable in hindsight. Which is to say, we might know the ingredients of the next pandemic, but we don't know where and when it will spawn, how contagious it will be. These are like the variables that make it... Uh, that, that make the the likely event unpredictable to fully prepare for, right? Because it's a couple of the variables that is pretty much impossible to, pre- impossible to predict. But the bigger picture we can predict, there will be another virus, there will be another contagion. How are governments going to react? How is the world going to, re- going to react? Because all of these unknowns in the future of infinite possibilities exist. Remember what we started with. This is like the, this is the cornerstone of the black swan. How can we predict a future of infinite possibilities based off our finite experience of the past? Which is to say, just because things have been as they were, does not necessarily mean they will continue to be as that w- they will continue to be that way. Anything can happen. It's all about the bounds of predictability and possibility and likelihood. It's chance, probability, randomness. Okay, the bread and butter of Nassim Taleb. And so, technically, everything will always only be only be explicable after the fact. But that shit can get quite nihilistic pretty quickly. Um, and also quite semantic and boring. Like it's true that you can't fully predict anything, but if you're just going to stifle anyone who tries to say that they've got some sort of answer of the future, uh, it gets, it just gets boring. Cause then it's like, oh, well, no one knows. And we're all just sitting on our hands, passing off someone's good fortune is just luck or someone's bad fortune is just unluck. It's like, no, we, we still have agency. We still operate within the realms of possibility. Okay. We don't say things are for certain, but basically if, if you adopt the worldview that things are only explicable after the fact, therefore, I, whatever I do now doesn't really matter. It's nihilistic. It's boring. It's just boring. 
So I agree with Taleb. COVID-19 is not a black swan equivalent to something like 9-11 or when Anand Cortez breached the ports of Veracruz or when the Khan sacked Kabul, etc. The COVID-19 is not equivalent to these events. It's not a true black swan. It only hits two out of the three hallmarks. Clearly, outsized impact. Clearly extreme event. Explicable in hindsight? I don't think so. White swan. And so therefore, let's be less quick to label everything unexpected as a black swan event, because the more we liquidate words and definitions, the less meaning those words will eventually have. If painting a, if painting a bus yellow becomes racist, then all of a sudden you get to a place where most everything and nothing is racist. We need upper and lower bounds to the definitions of our words if they are to keep their meaning. We cannot attribute them to things that do not define them. To label someone as racist should be a death blow to their reputation, but unfortunately, it has become a word that just bounces off people's reputations because the attributable bounds of the word has exceeded its defined boundaries. It's a lot of words. I hope it makes sense. Basically, the more you attribute a word to something that isn't the definition of that word, the less that word means anything. And we want some of our words to still mean things like a black swan event. If I'm walking down to the shops and I got my paper bags with me and it starts raining and the bags are ruined and I'm wet and I'm cold... I didn't just experience a black swan, okay? Just because it has a downside and it was unexpected does not make it a black swan. So let's make sure the black swan maintains its punchiness and not let it, as Taleb suggests, just become a cliche for anything bad that happens. Okay, so do you want to learn more about Nassim Taleb, the inserto, and his ideas? Well, there's absolutely no substitute for the original text itself obviously. However, if tackling five books is too big of an upfront investment, then there's a solution listen to my podcast. Um, the link is in the description. I definitely don't want to call it a review because if Nassim, by the graces of the algorithm, actually was to see me make this commentary, he would despise it because he doesn't like a review or any sort of recreation of his ideas. Um, and I don't want to boil the man's blood. So I'm not going to call my podcast a more or less review of the inserto because it's not actually, to be frank. It's just like my ruminations introducing you to whatever the ideas are that are in the books, you know? So there's like 30 episodes or something. So it's not just like full by randomness, summary, black swan summary. It, it, it's a little bit more than that because whether it's my podcast, whether it's his books yourself, whether it's other YouTube videos, the ideas that Nassim presents to us in his five part inserto series which is full by randomness black swan better for crusty's anti-fragile skin in the game are amazing they truly are amazing if you're listening to this you probably like and know naval ravikant some of you probably even worship the man well naval worships nasim so at the top of the sort of intellectual hierarchy of whatever it is this corner of the internet uh, nasim sits uh quite firmly there and if you properly ingest the ideas from the book it does fundamentally change the way you look at the world because risk randomness and uncertainty are amazing topics to really dig into if you're trying to understand how the world works so all the best cheers beers soon black swans soon you're a legend thanks for listening ciao